Hello everyone and welcome back to the first of the nine heights of Personal Q Star Lord. I am your host and GM, Chris Hing. I am the brother, the player Matt. So, Percival Q Stalwart, magician, con man, survivor. You have spent all night trudging back and forth between the crash remains of the Heliolathe and your house. You, of course, have a steam-powered automated driving carriage, one of the few that isn't owned by the upper elite, and, of course, handcrafted by Crumpet. Hooray. And now with your bonded status with the god of shadows, Huzu, going in and out of the perimeter was super easy. All you had to do was not crash into any members of the fire brigade or the police. And you could pretty much take whatever you wanted. It was fun, you think? Of course it was fun. It was easy and uh, rewarding. So while you were at that work, the hands and I guess clouds of fate were at work. So let's go ahead and roll. Um, three, uh, destiny dice. Five steam points. Uh, I hate you. <laughs> Two, three, four, five. Just steam points. Um, of course, the only thing that we learned last time was that you are officially in the investigation phase of the first heist. And the only thing you had to go off of was a journalist, Fiona Porter, nobility reporter. <laughs> And you were kind of hoping you might run into her or see her, I uh, know, around the crash site of the Heliolaith. Um, because, you know, it's big news. Unfortunately, you did not. Or at least it was too difficult to tell if she was there or not. There were so many people running around. Perhaps the most surprising thing is that the entire Heliolaith never actually fully crashed onto the ground. Um, oh. Emergency crews managed to catch the majority of the structure before it fell into the ground, uh, but there were a lot of lost pieces, and it is just a gigantic mess. The bells have been ringing all night. The smoke is rising from the smoke and dust, probably, from the crash site. There's, you know, a lot of police presence, a lot of military presence, actually. And the paper boys are yelling their extra additions, which were printed frantically overnight with all sorts of sordid and inaccurate details. One newspaper even claimed that the Heliolaith came to life in some kind of robotic moment of sentience and self-destructed after it realized what it was. In any case, this is your last um, load for the day. You figure most of the good stuff's going to be picked over by now. Um, and as you approach the front of your house, you see there's a balloon tied to your mailbox. Oh, the city council is getting out of hand with all these parades. I can't keep track of when they happen. <laughs> Do you handle the balloon or you ignore it? Uh, he probably unties it. <laughs> so you go over to untie it, and you notice there's also an envelope attached to it. I swear, if this is a jury summons. <laughs> you pop up in the seal. It's a simple note. Great doing business with you. Hopefully you didn't splat. Call me again. SS. Ah, uh, Skatoon. Always a craftsmanship. I pocket it. I let the balloon float away, and I go head inside. Okay. Um, handy thing about being uh, bonded with the god of darkness and shadows is that you don't currently feel any fatigue. Ooh. Crumpet is not yet awake. You do have, um, did I mention the layout of the house last time? I think I did. I think you did. Yeah. So you've got three floors. Lower floor is where Crumpet sleeps with his workshop. Upper floor is where you have your stuff. And then the main ground level floor is the, uh, living quarters. Now, question. Mm. Does, I was thinking about this earlier. Does Percy and Crumpet do their own cooking, or do they have one of those situations like uh, 
what's his a friendly name? neighbor so, brings food over yeah or or either a friendly neighbor or they're like they hire a lady who comes in like cleans and then cooks a bunch of meals i feel like percival tries to do it sometimes but i feel like um i feel like crumpet does odd job repair work for like the surrounding neighborhood mm-hmm. and so you know different people will make meals for them just as like thanks for you know his help yeah and of course the motherly matronly folk of the area keep looking at the young boy going no mother <laughs> living with that strange man really needs proper nutrition <laughs> strange man well you are a magician the other question i have is um how successful are you right now would you describe your career probably low middling mm -hmm. you're no longer having to do birthday parties right but the birthday parties are still there should the need arise <laughs> right <laughs> and um about how much would you say that your income is divided between legitimate magicianry and um scams uh probably 20 80 20 legitimate 80 scam or the yeah. other way around okay <laughs> that's that's is that gonna be the new shirt legitimate magicry <laughs> i am not a magician Okay, so, um, Crumpet, not yet awake. Or at least he's not up in main level yet. Um, what's your tack? What's the plan? So it's morning now, is that correct? Correct. Um, and I'm going to divide the days. Did I mention this last time? D divide the days into four general sections. Uh, I don't remember the day portion, but I do remember the general vibe of flow. Okay, yeah. So basically, you're instead of tracking time hour by hour, it's just going to be four sections. Morning, afternoon, evening, night. Okay just in case you decide to do something that might take a certain amount of time. It's just like moving from one quadrant to the next. Uzu, do I need to sleep anymore? I can sustain you for greater than most mortals, but you are still mortal. Ah, yes, quite right. Then perhaps also, I... Hmm? according to your memories, your sleep schedule was not something to be aspiring to. Ah, well, I don't know about that. I slept an appropriate number of hours, and I rose every time. <laughs> um so i can either give you some information that percy probably just automatically has or you can roll if you want i'll take auto info why not all right so off the top of your head you know that if you need to get some, any information about the the uh criminal world that there's definitely a man for that his name is uh chip chip chippy davis he runs a fish and chip stand but uh, more importantly, he is also the writer, publisher, and uh, single-handed peddler of something called the Soggy Tribune, which is a, a, a small, I guess, a zine, for back, lack of a better word, um, mm -hmm. that has information about the sort of the, the light underworld, as you might want to call it. Uh, but it is morning. Chippy doesn't open until afternoon. Well, perhaps it's time for a nap then. Okay, so you want to go to sleep? Yep. You take a little nap. Um, do you have any strain? Uh, I don't think so. Well, if you did, it's gone. Okay. You feel bright and alert. You hear um, Crumpet working in the workshop. Crumpet, keep it down, boy. People are trying to sleep. Sorry, Mr. Percy. Oh, you're up early, aren't you? <laughs> Uh, it is afternoon now, Mr. Percy. Um, I was going to make a bit of lunch, actually, pretty soon, if you want some. 
Oh, fine. I might as well. And roused from sleeping already. <laughs> so, um, I, I was just going through all the new parts you got me. Thank you very much. Oh, it's nothing, Crumpet. A man of means can procure anything after all. Well, you really do mean anything, because there's some really complicated bits in here. Well, means can mean different things to different people, Crumpet. Means can mean different things to different people. Means can mean... He's really thinking hard about this one. Good. Uh, dedicate it to memory. That's perfect. And what sort of he's food very... do we have to prepare for lunch anyway? <laughs> he looks very pensive as he's working the can opener on a can of beans. Ah, yes, beans. Lifeblood of us. Uh, a bit of beans and toast, Mr. Percy. Ah, that sounds quite lovely. Uh, not as lovely as this. Some fish and chips. Oh, fine. We'll go get fish and chips. Stop pretending you can't operate a can opener. <laughs> Wasn't that obvious? You're always obvious, Crumpet. That's why your name is Crumpet. It is? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have so much to learn from Mr. Percy. Yes, you do, my boy. Quite fortunate, you know. Not every misguided young urchin has a brilliant mind to guide them, mold them. You head off to Chippy's Chip Shop. Well, his name is Chip. Chip's Chip. Chip the Chippy Chip Shop. He's a big man with a big mustache. Hello there, Chippy. Mm. What, what? I say, old sport, how is it going with you? Business is fine in all fronts, I trust. Hmm. Can't complain. You want the new special? Of course. Dinner and a show. <laughs> Five pounds. Five pounds. Cost it. Trust me, you want to know this one. All right, Chippy, but please do talk to someone before changing careers to a life of crime, shall we? Hmm. Highway banditry in the broad daylight doesn't suit you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw in a kid's meal for free. Ah, Chippy, that's why you're the best. He hands you uh, two orders of fish and chips. Yours is in a very, um, well, yours is wrapped in newspaper. Right. <laughs> I sl slide him the five. And somehow I got conned into tracking your money. I don't know. I feel like this is a reversal of just, this is somehow wrong. You are aware of our accord, brother. <laughs> but but you're the player. You you're supposed to track. We have an accord. But this uh We have an accord. Stop it. No. <laughs> Alright. Um you open it up. Couple of no uh so you got a couple of things of note going on here. First. Luckily for you, there's actually some information about the Countess Minuet Largo, who is, of course, your current target. Uh, in the, like, uh, uh, what would that section be called? It's like a section where it's like, we heard something important's going on. Should we try to rob it or not? Like, swindle. Oh, okay. I know what it's called. It's called swindle or bindle. Like, okay. Do you go for it or should you pack it up and, and think about something else? So the article says that, um, yes, it is true. The lady, <clears throat> the Countess Minuet Largo, is having a big party coming up soon. However, it is highly recommended that you bindle this one. The security at the uh, at, uh, the security at the garden, which is of course her uh, lavish home, is very, very strong. Um, there are two guard captains, one dedicated to the exterior and one dedicated to her personal safety. So it gave it a. Um, like a, a five bindle rating as a, the difficulty of that of the heist. <laughs> Second bit of information. Uh, article title is New Crew in Town. And the article talks about how uh, the local 
thieves, you know, like the, the strongest thieving group in the area, yeah. the, uh, the boot cutters are extremely angry because a lot of the places that they've tried to hit recently have already been robbed before they got there. The calling card seems to be a single black feather. Uh, next to this article, there is an ad by the bootcutter saying any information on how to get rid of these blackbirds would be handsomely rewarded. Was that me? Was what you? It wasn't me, uh, right? The thief? No, 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 no. Okay, just checking. That's all that seems to be of interest. There's a bunch of stuff about the um, um, <clears throat> different ads on and articles suggesting where you can fence anything you've grabbed from the Heliolife. <laughs> mm, it's so good, Mr. Percy. Hmm? Oh, yes, quite. This is proof that a god really does exist, fish and chips. Yes, I imagine he is a fish and chips sort of bloke. <laughs> but can we really talk about god now that we actually know gods? Isn't that kind of a contradiction to a monotheistic point of view? Or are no. these like lesser beings that somehow exist within the same system? Oh, probably the latter. Well, theology makes my head hurt, Mr. Percy. If it helps, just consider them science. Science ghosts. <laughs> oh, all right. Science ghost it is. <laughs> you know, Crumpet, I always thought that what we really need in this town is a stronger sense of community, don't you? You mean the, the city of Ballentrop? Oh, yes. Um, I mean, it's it's one of the largest cities in the world, Mr. Percy. I don't know how we can make... I mean, we feel like we're pretty close with our neighbors. Yes, but the neighbors aren't a large enough community, quite. Um, well, what are you thinking, Mr. Percy? I think it's time we rub some shoulders with some of our compatriots. Our fellows in arms, Crumpet. Um, you mean other magicians? <laughs> when did you become a magician, Crumpet? Well, magician's assistant. Who are you assisting? Well, you, Mr. Percy. I am not a magician, Crumpet. We've been over this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, you're the master of the arcane arts. <laughs> and? Um, the user of the third eye? Wielder of the third eye. Come on now, oh, Crumpet. Sorry. You've been there for sorry. rehearsals. I know, but usually when that's going on, I've got all these levers and buttons to push so the smoke comes out in the right spot. <sighs> Rehearsals are there for you so that you can, so that everything becomes second nature, Crumpet. Come now. Look, it's just all sort of rhythmic to me. It goes like this. I am Percival Q. Starwart. Blah, 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 blah. See, that's when I know how to hit what I need to hit. I'm going to pretend you didn't say all that. You know, you should try operating the machine one time, just so you know what it's like from the other end. Fine, you should be the person to hold the conversations. Oh, I don't like that at all, Mr. Percy. You no, no, like if it. this is your plan, let's go ahead and do this then. I'm sorry, Mr. So Percy. So when, Crumpet, tell me, when are we going to meet with the leader of the bootcutters? The bootcutters? Yes, Crumpet, the bootcutters. Why are we going to talk to them? I told you, we need to have a greater sense of community. But they're petty thieves and thugs and ruffians, and 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 I didn't think of a name for the leader of the bootcutters. Now, now, Crumpet, thieves are thieves. We all have a place in this e thievery ecosystem. Oh, all right, but uh, are they mad at you for anything? No, can't imagine they would be. Oh, all right, that's that's good, I guess. Well, you see, Crumpet, if we're able to assist them with their little problem. They, in turn, will have to assist us with our problem. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, what's our problem, though? Two guard captains and a very strong security force. Oh, so we're, like, getting getting some muscle. Distractions, really. Oh, pawns. Yes. Okay, well, um, I guess we can go do that. After lunch. 
We're not animals, Crumpet. We don't wander the streets with our fish and chips. <laughs> we sit on the curbside and eat it like gentlemen. <laughs> uh, all right, you finish your fish and chips. Uh, um, so you want to go to the uh, bootcutter known... territory? Yeah, bootcutter territory. Like, cool. What is that thing at the end of a? What's the word for the thing at the end of a shoelace? Aglet. There it is. I was thinking egret, and I'm like, no, that's a bird. Now Actually. Leslie's going to be singing that song. What song? That song from that kids' TV show about aglets. No. Well, she's going to be singing it a lot because <laughs> you go to the uh, the known bootcutter territory pub, the Aglet and Egret. It's uh, the, the pub sign is a bird holding a shoelace in its mouth like a worm. Nice. You walk in. Um, it's pretty much full of bootcutters. You know this because the bootcutters are known primarily for um, having knives. They, that's Originally, they were called the bootcutters because what they would do is they would cut um, boot soles off of other boots to try to get the cops off their back by having different boot prints. Um, <laughs> and of course, they realized that most people don't really care about the boot prints, <laughs> but the uh, name sort of stuck. So every bootcutter really is known by two things. One, they wear very heavy worker boots and two, they always have a knife either visible or very readily visible. Roll perception, please. Two purple. Okay, let's see here. By the way, something I did not think I specifically clarified. Um, if you use Huzu, like some of the abilities you can use on the slide, but like if you tried to use his melee or range attack functions, uh, -huh. uh there will be a big old giant owl spirit that everybody can see. Okay, cool. It, it is not stand rules. It is uh, ghost rules. Ghost rules? I don't know. Depends on the ghost. Okay, so attacks visible, frantic flap visible. Yeah. Uh, the rest, not really. Yeah, not, not, not. I mean, especially the shadow stuff. Right. The, the, the third eye thing. I think there's probably some change in your eyes when, unless someone's really staring at them, they're not gonna notice. Yeah. Okay. Three green, two purple, one success, three advantage. Okay. So the first thing you notice, of course, is that they're all boot cutters. Your first advantage is that they um, are wary of you immediately. You can tell that they've some of them take different positions as if to uh, be in better, you know, spots to attack you. Right. Two other advantages. Do you have anything you want? No. Okay. Um, advantage one of the two remaining is that you immediately spot Thaddeus, Ma uh, Thaddeus Madden, who is the leader of the bootcutters, who happens to be uh, behind the bar. And second, he seems to be in a good mood. Is he named that because of Madden shoes? Yep. <laughs> did I just Google types of boots? Sure did. Ah, good afternoon, Thaddeus. Ah, you and your lads are sure looking sharp today. He starts laughing and then he kind of, his face gets a little bit more serious. Ah, right. I, I've heard of you. First um, of all, you stalwart at your service, good man. Right. What is it you want, stalwart? It's more about what you want, Madden. He looks at Crumpet. What's with the kid? He's my ward. Oh, I see. Don't tell me you've never brought children with you. Nah. Use them all the time, street urchins. Just don't usually keep them as pets. Oh, he's not a pet. He's very intelligent, actually. You look at him and Crumpet looks very scared. He does not know how to make himself stay cool under pressure. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Remember, we can reap him. <laughs> Quiet. <laughs> what was that? What was what? You, 
a kid's whispering something. Oh, you know how kids are, whispering oaths to themselves as if they're speaking to ancient deities. Can't stop them. All right, Solwar, are you the blackbird? No. I was, I wouldn't come here to brag. That'd be mur- <laughs> that'd be suicidal. Well, anyone treading on our territory is suicidal in my opinion. Well, that's a thing to say, certainly after a nice, lovely meal of fish and chips. It was a bit soggy. Need something to dr- need something to wash it down. Certainly, my good man. Uh, he pu- whiskey's he- fine. <laughs> he pulls a pint for you. There's way too much head on it, and it's clearly intentional. Well, this isn't a whiskey, but I'm not one to complain about a free drink. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not a blackbird, are you saying you know who they are? No, but I'm happy to remove this threat from your territory. <laughs> you, a con man. Oh, now, let's not sully ourselves with name calling. What makes you a single person think that they can do what my, me and my entire army of bootcutters can't? I'm better than them. The mood shifts in the pub. Several bootcutters are tapping up their knives, but Thaddeus raises a hand to get them to back off. All right, let's say you catch them. What do you want from us? Assistance. One job. Doing, yeah? What's the mark? The garden. (laughs) You want to try to rob the The countess? Oh, yes. She has something I require. (laughs) You know, Sawa, for a a low middling confidence man you've def- definitely got a lot of uh, nerve i give you that surely you should have said confidence what <laughs> he was confused never mind <laughs> all right what the heck all i require is a simple diversion we can talk about what you need from us after you get what i need from you capture the blackbird bring him here alive or dead i don't care wonderful now i trust i sh- will be granted a temporary Reprieve to pass through your territory unhindered? Yeah, yeah, no problem. Thank you, my good sir. I promise this shall be a very valuable trade between us. If you say so. So, how do you... I might have to ask some questions. You may choose to answer them and assist me in my hunt, or you may decline to answer, which just means it will take me slightly longer to figure out the answers. You want to know what we've been trying to swipe so that you can figure out their pattern? Not just that, but how you get your marks as well. Again, please, I have no interest in, in encroaching on your on your claims. But if I can hunt down through different avenues, it would be ideal. He reaches down into behind the bar, pulls out a newspaper, pushes it across to you. You scan the paper and you see it is articles written by Fiona Porter, nobility reporter. And certain ones are circled. Low-ranking nobles trying to make an impression. Right, they'll be the ones with all the glitz and glamour in their homes, and not a lot, and not enough security to keep it to keep it safe. Quite right. Interesting. So it appears I have to find Miss Porter for two reasons now. Not drugs. Not suppose you have any information on her whereabouts. Well, she does work for the Bolentrop Tribune, so I would imagine she's at that office. Yes, yes, quite right, indeed. Very good, my man. I'm not your man. My friend. No. Chum. No. Associate? Please leave. <laughs> I bid I bid thee farewell, Mr. Madden. Governor? Your lordship. <laughs> I will figure out our camaraderie later, friend. 
if we reap him now, his face will fall into the glass. <laughs> stop. Please stop. Yes, Crumpet, yes. Stop, please stop indeed. Let's go. <laughs> you exit the aglet and egret. You're now on the street. I believe we need to go visit Miss Porter finally. Um, but what are we going to ask her? Who, who do we think that the, that the bootcutters would rob so we can stop the other people that are also robbing them? Oh no, we're going to pose it as if we're curious about her criteria for people in her paper. Maybe a little bit of probing about the contest. And then also I'm going to feel out if she's the blackbird. Oh, um, alright. Um, are we going to need any of the badges? And he pulls out, um, like a tool roll. There's a bunch of fake badges in there. Oh, what do we have in here? Well, we got General Inspector. No. Um, we've got um this one, which I I'm not really sure if it's really the the king's the the king's man, but I think it is. Yeah, it's close. Probably not good for keeping a low profile. Um, dock dock cargo inspector, uh, train inspector, health inspector. Um, remind me that we need to lift some more while we travel. Oh, 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 how about this one? Uh, the Civil Service on Communications. Mm, that idea has legs. Very well. Civil Service of Communications, something or other. Fasten this here. They're supposed to make sure that um, what's being printed and, and transmitted over the radio is true and not uh, damaging to the public. Wait, radio? Well, yeah, there's radio. It's, it's not well known. Kind of a luxury item. Well, she's a newspaper article writer. I know, but I'm telling you what the Department of Civil Communications does. Does she know that? Well, it's it's also newspaper, Mr. Percy. It's it's any sort of public communication. Oh, thank goodness. Well, you kept saying radio. No, you said radio. You said radio first, I Crumpet. I said radio after newspaper, Mr. Percy. Ugh. All I heard was radio. <laughs> he said newspaper first. Fine, fine. <laughs> he said newspaper under his breath to his deity friend. Dahal, we don't need to get involved in the mortal's <laughs> petty arguments. Ah, oh, but it's so much fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jahal, stay out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and don't threaten to reap me. I've heard that so many times it's lost all meaning. I can't reap you. You're bonded with Huzu. Oh, yes, quite right. You stink, Jahal. <laughs> I used to think you were cool. And here you are, picking Crumpet's side. All right, what's next? To the bugle. Tribune. Tribune. Everything's a tribune. All right, um, you're heading off to the Ball and Trump Tribune. This will probably be the last action you can take in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, how do you get there? By private carriage? By subway? Walk? Oh, you said we have a motor carriage, right? Uh, yes, but it does have your name on the side. <laughs> ah, right. Uh, best to walk, I imagine. Lower profile. All right, you walk to the Tribune. You get to the front office and there is a secretary receptionist um, typing away madly. Um, is she going to ever stop typing, Mr. Percy? I don't even know what she's typing. No one's saying anything. <laughs> ah, perfect. What a thrilling conclusion. Conclusion? Oh, um, I'm very sorry. I didn't see you there. Um, welcome to the Ball and Trump Tribune. Thank you. What are you writing? Uh, um, no, nothing. Just a trifle, really. She stuffs it at the bottom of a very tall uh, ream of paper. Are you writing romance novels? No, 
no. Yes. Oh, that's quite all right. Nothing that my people need to know about. Emotions to his badge. Oh, uh, um, um, are you here to arrest me because I'm using company paper? No, that, I have nothing to do with that. That's for the const, constellabatory. <laughs> the bobbies. <laughs> Constabulary, Mr. Percy. Constabulary. Uh, right. Do you need me to get the editor? No, actually. I just need to speak with one reporter specifically. Oh, um, all right. Um, let me know who it is and I'll see if they're in. Fiona Porter, please. Oh, yes. Uh, Miss Porter is in her office right now. Wonderful. Thank um, you. I'll, I'll take you straight to her. That would be lovely. Um, do you want your son to wait in the lobby? My or... ward, you mean? Oh, uh, my apologies. We government officials certainly do not grow on trees, madame. I'm an apprentice. Oh, um, well, congratulations. To be interested in certain civil communication at such a young age. <laughs> Nothing's more important than truth in broadcasting, mum. <laughs> right, well, um, I'll, I'll take you this way. In fact, I'm a little bit surprised Miss Porter hasn't had a visit from you sooner. Oh, he's been quite busy, I'm sure you can imagine, with all of the current goings-ons. She leads you to uh, an office in a stereotypical newsroom. Um, she raps on the door and opens it slightly. You see a very dedicated woman with, um, mm, I guess, cat-eye-shaped glasses, even though I don't know if that's anachronistic. Well, the heck, it's a fa fantasy world, so whatever. Cat-eye-shaped glasses, uh, typing away feverishly. She looks up. Um, Myrtle, I believe I told you not to interrupt me while I'm working on a story. I'm very sorry, Miss Porter, but... Uh, this gentleman from the uh, Civil Service of Communications is here. The porter looks extremely annoyed now, finishes typing her last sentence, pulls the paper off of the typewriter, and folds her hands on the desk. Very well, Inspector, please have a seat. Ah, Miss Porter, good to finally meet you at long last. I am Runcible Cabbage, <laughs> Inspector of the Civil Service of Communications. <laughs> well, Mr. Cabbage, I'm... Inspector Cabbage, please. <laughs> Very well, Inspector Cabbage. I am in quite a bit of a hurry trying to get into a deadline, as you see, so if you could just get on with whatever this is about. Certainly. Of, of course, I'm sure you imagine that we've been planning to drop by for quite some time now. And why is that? Are you aware of what we do at the Civil Service Communications, Ms. Porter? Of course I am. You make sure that what's printed is true. And yet, you coming here and insisting that you should have visited me earlier suggests that perhaps what I print is not true. Well, that's not up to me to decide off of cuff. But we have been receiving numerous complaints from various uh, acquaintances of yours. Yes, I imagine you would, as the nobility is among the most complaining group of people I've ever met in my entire life. Quite right, and I'm sure you can imagine that with this volume of complaints, I am required to drop by. Listen... Miss Porter, make no mistake, I am not some paid stooge of the nobility. Ooh. Uh, roll deception. Okay. Mm. It will be three purple. Okay, do I have anything cool? You'll get a blue for your badge. Okay. No, actually, not a blue. I will I will upgrade you for your badge. Oh, sweet. Because that makes sense that there'd be sort of a, a possible triumph with the presence of the badge. Good thing I did not read my dice out loud in advance. 
My deception is two yellow and a green. Now upgraded to three yellow versus three purple. One success. She seems to settle back a little bit. All right. What is the nature of the complaint? Oh, he pretend he pulls out a stack of papers that have a bunch of just gibberish written on them. He starts flipping through. Oh, let's see. Well, my current most pressing aggravator is one Countess Minuit Largo of the, at the garden. I'm sure you're aware of her. She looks very confused. The Countess and I have a very good working relationship, sir. Madame, I do not receive the complaints myself. I am just handed stacks of them later. I have no idea what this is. I have no idea about your relationships, nor do I know the nature of the state of the person who brought the complaints in. Inspector Cabbage, the Countess and her people have been practically begging me to write about her upcoming party. I'm not sure why I should issue a complaint now. Ah, but you see, sometimes the complaints come from other nobles to try to prevent things from being written and things redacted if they feel that they're being outclassed. I usually am able to put a stop to those complaints fairly quickly once I speak to the writers and distributors, of course. Again, I'm not here to assist some high-paid nobility. I'm here to do my job. I understand that, Inspector Cabbage, but who? So you're saying that this complaint filed on the Countess's behalf was not actually filed by the Countess? What are you saying? It's Baron Cancel, Lady Catherine Coldwell? Hmm? I'm saying it's possible for any of them to do it. And what do I need to do to clear my name? We just need to confirm the veracity. How you came to the information, whether you confirm the information yourself, etc. I'll get on with it then. As I said, I am on a deadline. This sounds like a rather lengthy, que lengthy questioning process. Oh, not that lengthy, I assure you. Uh, do I have the her actual nobility reporter article about it? About who? The Countess and the party. Mm. That sounds like a steam point. Didn't you tell me that I found out because of it? Yeah, but it's a question of did you keep it like on your person? Oh, Lord. Okay, fine. There. There's your point. Okay, so not only do you have that article, you also have all the articles that were circled in like the stack that uh, Thaddeus uh, Madden gave you. Okay. So your, your, your sheaf of jumbled gibberish papers is now magically real papers. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like you've been working on them because there's circles around them all. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need to feed me information, ask the questions. So what are you trying to figure out exactly? I'm trying to Why get her to slip to... up. I'm trying to get her to volunteer additional information. Okay. So she she grabs the first paper, the newest one about the upcoming um, party. Do you see here? Yes. She's, she's wanting me to leak all this information about her party so it becomes a big to-do. I mean, after all, the Countess is trying to get married as soon as possible, isn't she? Yes, I've never understood the rush. I've understood the rush? Come now. Certainly, someone with your connection to government would understand the situation she's in. She's beautiful. She's in her 20s. She has inherited a tremendous amount of power and wealth, and she has no idea how to wield it at all. Sounds to me that she knows how to wield it just fine, apparently. She knows what she doesn't know, and that... I have to admit, is a great deal because of our relationship. I've tried to counsel her and the fact that the that her education was a bit lacking and she doesn't seem to have the natural ambition and wherewithal to rule. She needs a husband who can help her. What exactly is your relationship with the Countess? Confidant, I suppose you could call me? The way you speak makes it sound like that. You're in no, no short supply of confidence yourself. Nor are you short of drive or ambition, is this true? 
Are you suggesting that perhaps I'm trying to manipulate the situation for my own gain? I wouldn't dream of it. I'm just here to ensure that people are publishing the truth. Listen, this is what, this is the situation. I've been covering the nobility beat for quite some time. And because the Count, the late Count Lager was so important, I found myself at a great number of his parties and they were tremendously dull. The Countess was dragged along there, of course, and us being of similar ages, we sort of hit it off. It was useful for my job because she volunteered all sorts of information she shouldn't have and didn't realize she was. And at the same time, I also grew rather fond of her. She's not a bad person. She's a bit of an airhead. Insecure. What kind of information did she reveal to you? You were talking about articles that were published years ago now. Or am I being that thoroughly investigated? As I said, madame, we are quite behind. Ms. Porter, must I remind you I am with the government. If you're expecting <laughs> expediency, surely you should take your head out of your typewriter once in a while. Fine. Listen, the Countess and I have a good relationship. I've been leaking this information intentionally because she wants it to be a big to-do. She wants the eligible bachelors from all across the, the Empire to show up. She wants to pick up the litter, as it were. And to be honest, I don't disagree with her strategy, which is why I'm helping her. In the meantime, I've used all the resources I can to create a bit of a dating dossier. Try to get information about her potential suitors to her so she can have time to think about it before she's whisked away in the romance of the night. Do you have this dossier on hand? Of course I do not. Uh, so she has it then? Yes, well, it doesn't do me any good, does it? Who were some of the more interesting potentials? Why are you asking me about people whose I did not come up with names for? Because this is the brother Matt. Surely you should be prepared for outrageous questions and going into places that you mentioned briefly in passing. Well, let me put it this way. He's just trying to see if the names that she lists are the names, if any of the names on that list match the people who got robbed. Really? You don't, you don't want me to use the name Louis Duvet? <laughs> use them all. <laughs> no. I'm just telling you what I'm trying to do. Right. So she rattles off some names of nobility. Roll me, um, I guess it would be knowledge nobility. Two purple. Three green, two purple. One advantage. So the names she rattles off don't give you any specific information, but they're familiar to you. Familiar to you in the sense that, oh yeah, those are the, the most powerful people in the empire, or at least the most rich and influential. Um, none of them match the sort of profile that you would right. have for the, the Blackbird. Because those, because all the victims were lower nobility. Right. Curious, did you ever venture into the lower nobility for her? For a match for her? I should say not. Although there, there was one gentleman who would probably do a rather good job, but I don't think it would be appropriate. Oh, well, who is this? Well, that would be the Viscount Louis Duvet. <laughs> He's um, a good man. I've met him on several occasions. A good head on his shoulders. Um, strong penchant for business. But? But he has a very paltry piece of land. And um, his, well, his fortune is rather small. Of course. Any movement by uh, Monsieur Duvet in order to woo the Countess would be seen as very open social climbing. And I, no matter how well I think he would do it the job of being her husband, there's no way she can take a risk at that. Oh, of course not. I completely understand. Well, it seems like things are mostly in order here. Oh, oh I almost forgot. I promised the lads I would ask them some silly question. 
he puts down the um, boot cutters paper with all the circles on it. Mm-hmm. Do any of these names mean anything to you? She flips through them. I mean, I've interviewed them all, but you knew that by the byline. Yes. Then you haven't heard that they've all been victims of robbery lately. Have they? Well, that's quite strange. Each and every one of them. Well, is there some sort of connection? Oh, yes, there is. Uh, what is that? Well, I surely can't divulge police secrets. Police? So you are working with a constabulary? Well, I told them I'd do them a favor since I was coming down here, and you won't talk to them. Without a warrant, and of course no judge is going to give a warrant just because someone published articles. Let me guess, Derpton put you up to this? Derpton is a the local inspector. You've had a couple run-ins with uh, Derpton in the past. Oh yes, you know how much of a weasel that Derpton can be. Are you insinuating that somehow I'm connected to these robberies, or are you just looking for information as to what could be the connecting factor? Just connecting factors. You're a writer. A very accomplished one at that. There's no need for you to sully any, any chances of success, especially with your shrewd mind and ambition to sully it with petty thievery. She flips through the stack of papers a second time, this time reading things a little bit more carefully. Well, they're all sort of in the same position as Mr. De- uh, as the Viscount. Lower nobility, recently came into some money, trying to show off. In almost every single one of these instances, the uh, noble in question contacted me in order to try to get me to write about them. Seems that perhaps they were advertising their themselves too readily for potential thieves. Indeed. And when you interviewed them, did you invent, interview them at their manor or did they come in? I would always go to wherever it is that they were trying to show off. So, for example, this one was a prize horse from Aldenia, so I went to the stable. Oftentimes it was in their homes, though. There was quite a bit of art. Did anyone accompany you on these interviews? No, I usually go alone. Sometimes it's the, the driver that the Tribune provides. Very good. I think that will be sufficient for our mutual friend, the inspector. And, of course, naturally, all of our accounts are settled between the two of us. I'm terribly sorry to have taken up your time. Might you do me a favor, Inspector Cabbage? Perhaps. I am here as a civil servant, after all. Never come here again. Cute. However, you're simply one office in an entire newspaper establishment. It would be ridiculous for me to make a promise that I would never come to this building again. She nods. She doesn't seem like she wants to say much more. Did I notice any change of her demeanor during the grilling portion, or no? Perception, Super Bowl. Unless you would like to use the third eye. Yeah, let's use the third eye. (laughs) The third eye opened while you were asking the questions that were insinuating that perhaps she was the one committing the, the thievery. Your third eye doesn't betray any sort of deception, hesitation, anything like that. If you had to go with your gut, you don't think it's her. Okay. Um, I have a question real quick. Ah, yes. My apologies. This is my apprentice. He's learning the trade. Would you humor him by answering his question, please? Very well. Make it quick. Are those lollies for everyone? She takes one out, hands it to him. He unwraps it, puts it in his mouth. Thank you. What a polite lad. Wouldn't you say? Yes, quite so. Good afternoon, Inspector Cabbage. Good afternoon, Miss Porter. We'll keep in touch. (laughs) (laughs) You exit through the front. Well, I assume you exit to the front. Yeah. Mr. Percy, why do you always use Mr. Cabbage's name? 
Oh, because it causes all sorts of confusion. It's how Are I sleep trying? well at night, trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you're jealous that his career's doing better? Me? Envious of his career? Come now, cabbage. Uh, trumpet. <laughs> I don't have cabbage on the brain. Just because I cabbage, I've managed to secure lower seared showings. That's not what we're here for anyway. We're not mere performers. I just keep thinking back to when we went to steal the Maharaja of the Rising Dawn's mecha suit. You know, because the fact we were able to steal it was because he was so entertained by, by Mr. Cabbage, who was on the stage. Look, he would have been entertained had, with anyone on the stage. He was not a very cultured man. The Maharaja? Yes. Just because he has a foreign name doesn't make him fancy crumpet. That's xenophobic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the next move? I think now we need to do some research. Uh, of what variety? We need to look at the articles and see what the next likely hits would be. Okay, so we will set that as your evening task that you and Crumpet will pour over the articles to try to make a decision on who the next target of the Blackbird might be. And we will find out in the next episode. So, did I do anything that surprised you? No, no, I was completely <laughs> prepared for everything. What would give you the idea that you did anything that caught me off guard? Why didn't you think I'd go see the boot cutters? I don't know. <laughs> it's those, those are the ones that really bug me. Like the obvious ones that I- When I'm... it's happening, it's like, well, of course he's gonna see the boot cutters. Why didn't I think you would go see the boot cutters? Why wouldn't I use the guild of local ruffians as a diversion tactic when you told me how bad security is? <laughs> because I know, I, I know, I think I know what you're gonna do later, but there's no reason you would do that now. Oh yeah, that would make sense. Uh, but hey, look, we ended up with the aglet and egret out of it. Which is very good. I think that's the best pub name I've ever come up with. Yeah. I wonder if there's a real one. If there isn't, please somebody open one <laughs> and then take a picture. Or, you know, um, those of you with graphic art skills, if you want to make it, make that for us as well, the, the bird holding the, the shoelace like a like worm, uh, we'll, we'll make a t-shirt out of it. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Um, Listen, Matt's been streaming a lot, actually. I have. I don't know what you've been streaming. I've been too afraid to do it because before it was Warframe and you were like, you're not allowed to watch. So I have not watched. Uh, I have streamed. I did a couple streams of a game called Inscription, which is a Daniel Mullins game. If you know that name, you know what that implies. If you don't know what it means and you like card games and interesting stuff and spooky vibes, go play Inscription. I highly recommend it. And if you know and recognize the name Daniel Mullins and it means something to you, then you've probably already played it. <laughs> okay, so that's at twitch.tv slash the brother Matt. Oh, and I'll, I also got a capture card. Oh, cool. Uh, so I did one Pokemon stream of Arceus. Oh, you got Arceus too. I also have Arceus. I have not yet played it. <laughs> I have only played a little bit. It's interesting um, so far though. I can tell you I will probably pick Cyndaquil because I always pick the fire one. I picked Cyndaquil because I always think Cyndaquil is cute. Okay, for the rest of our stuff, uh, there's Twitter at SilZeroChris, that's S-I-L-Z-E-R-O. I'm at SilZeroMatt, S-I-L-Z-E-R-O-M-A-T-T. -T. 
I'm also my personal Twitter is uh, at Ingdaydreams. Um, my Twitch one is at the brother Matt one number one. I will probably be streaming something in the near future, so that'll be uh, Twitch.tv slash Ingdaydreams. Patreon.com slash Soul Zero. If you would like to hear us speak French, <laughs> yes, you heard me, French. Um, and of course, SillZeroMedia.com for links to books, etc., etc., etc. Did we figure out what we're going to say? Are we really going to do the pip pip cheerio? We're going to do something else. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> the Frankenstein. <laughs> the Frankenstein's um, monster. Okay, okay, I got it. Um, until next time, make sure your soul is not reaped. Meh. End of episode.